Hello, everyone. Welcome to our latest Regulation Tomorrow podcast. My name is Simon Lovegrove, Global Director of Financial Services Knowledge here at Norton Rose Fulbright. According to the FCA's Financial Lives Survey 2022, approximately 4.2 million consumers hold at least £10,000 in savings, despite possessing a risk appetite that would justify investment of cash savings. Whilst retaining significant cash reserves may be appropriate, many consumers may experience harm as a result of the real value of their assets falling due to inflation. With this in mind, on 30th of November this year, the FCA published consultation paper 2224, broadening access to financial advice for mainstream investments. And today I'm joined by Matthew Gregory, counsel in our London office. And Matthew is going to be taking us through the key headlines of the consultation paper. Matthew, great you're here and over to you. Well, thanks very much, Simon. And thanks for the introduction. Yet you're right that the proposals really are uh, coming off the back of the Financial Lives Survey, both 2020 and 2022, as you say, uh, you know, the number of consumers that have over £10,000 uh, of investable assets but com comprised in, in cash have gone up. And in the 2022 survey, that's gone up to 9.7 million, 44% uh, of whom uh, in the FCA's research say they have some appetite to take investment risk. And so really the proposals are aimed at allowing firms uh, to provide mass market consumers with, with more straightforward financial needs, greater access to simplified advice on investing into mainstream products. And that is specifically within stocks and shares ISAs. The FCA is looking to make it a bit easier for firms to provide advice that's proportionate to the needs of consumers at a lower cost. And over the period since RDR, uh, it's often said that an advice gap uh, has been produced within the retail investment market and that um, firms in particular, uh, those serving mass market consumers have found it more challenging to provide the type of advice uh, that this consultation uh, is looking to facilitate uh, without uh, unduly burdensome or costly arrangements to facilitate that. So the consultation paper really is seeking to streamline uh, some of the regulatory requirements. I think it's important to recognize that um, this is not some new source book uh, for core investment advice. Uh, there will be a new definition of that, and I'll come on to that in a moment. Uh, but actually, what the FCA have done really is to is to effectively encourage firms across a number of areas to take advantage of um, some more proportionate applications of the rules through non-handbook guidance. So who are the, uh, the consumers that the FCA particularly have in mind here? Well, the target market uh, for core investment advice uh, will be clients with, as I mentioned, simpler investment needs looking to receive appropriate support to enable them to make effective investment decisions. And this is very much a, a core part of the FCA's uh, strategy for the consumer investment market. Firms will need to comply with rules in, uh, in the new PRIN 2A 3.4, thinking about the consumer duty uh, in triaging clients where core investment advice wouldn't be in their interests. The FCA generally considers that core investment advice would be suited to the following types of clients. So those who've got uh, surplus cash assets and would benefit from investing, uh, those whose income exceeds expenditure and are looking for advice on suitable investment for their surplus funds, um, clients 
who are looking to subscribe uninvested excess cash savings into market-based investments. Clearly, a, a lot of uh, detail to be worked through, I think, in due course around the perimeter of this new term for core investment advice, but the FCA have given uh, some helpful guidance there. So look, onto the main uh, substance then. So what is it that this new uh, streamlined regime uh, will, will uh, be comprised of? So the FCA in the consultation paper are looking to make uh, the following uh, sorts of changes to the, to the regulatory environment for the provision of this type of advice. So first of all, proportionately reducing qualification requirements to reflect the lower risk of this more narrow scope of advice. So really focus just on the necessary technical and regulatory understanding to advise on mainstream investments, to reframe existing suitability requirements to reflect the narrower scope and complexity of this advice that's relevant to the decision that consumers will be making. And I mentioned a moment ago uh, that suitability requirements in COBS 9A. Limiting the possible investment advisors, uh, limiting the possible investments that advisors can recommend under the new regime to a set of mainstream investments and allowing greater flexibility in charging structures to allow consumers to pay for transaction advice in installments, for example. So just to pick out a few of those things, obviously the new consumer duty will continue to apply or will apply rather to, to this new core investment advice subset of, of overall advice. It, it, just to explain as well, I suppose that it is possible for, for this core investment advice uh, to be uh, effectively whole of market uh, despite the more narrow uh, limits that it can be provided with respect to uh, certain types of investments uh, in, in um, stocks and shares, ISAs. In terms of authorization and supervision and for, for new firms and the existing firms going through uh, supervisory engagement, obviously there's the requir requirement to hold the advice permission. Um, there's also uh, notification requirements which are important to bear in mind as well and I think that's part and parcel of the FCA's developing approach to, to further engagement with firms and its use of data so that it can understand exactly which firms in the market uh, are providing which sort of uh, advice to customers and to measure the extent to which these sorts of proposals uh, if they uh, move all the way through the, um, the consultation and then policy stage will uh, deliver on the outcome that the FCA is intending to achieve. Uh, a couple of further points uh, around marketing and disclosures. Um, so obviously uh, prod will continue to apply, so that'll be prod three, uh, and then the relevant requirements in COBS as well. But there is going to be some helpful new guidance uh, in PERG if the measures proceed as planned, and firms will want to take a pretty close uh, recognition of those in due course. So um, overall then, this is a package of measures which has the potential to produce some fairly fundamental structural adjustments to the provision of advice, broadly speaking, likely to be welcomed by firms who have been campaigning for some time for reform to um, this area of the market to facilitate uh, the type of advice which consumers um, are looking for. And, and actually all of that brought out in the financial life survey. So back to you, Simon. Thanks, Matthew. Lots to take in there. So in terms of next steps, and we'll have you come back when we see the, the policy statement. So in terms of next steps, the deadline for responses on the FCA's consultation paper is 28th of February next year. Subject to the responses received, the FCA will look to publish a final policy statement and finalised rules and guidance in spring next year, targeting implementation of the regime before the end of the 2023-24 financial year, i.e. end March 2024, so firms will be able to start offering core investment advice from the beginning of April 2024. 
Lots in this consultation. Matt, thanks ever so much for your thoughts. That concludes this podcast. Thank you.